So let's do the morning brief. Lots of other things to talk about today. Deb Hutton is here, former senior advisor to two Ontario premiers. Hey there, Deb. Good morning, John. Are you changing any of your plans because of the weather? Well, we don't know yet because we usually have Christmas in Niagara and it sounds like Southern Niagara may still be into it on Christmas Day. So we will wait and see and uh, we'll check with family before the turkey goes in the oven because it's a big one. Um, John Tory sat down for a year-end chat with us yesterday. And Robert, I don't know if you can find the clip about uh, driving in the downtown, but I thought that in particular was uh, a compelling discussion. And I'm looking to see where that clip might be. I mean, Deb, one of the things that John Tory had to say, I said, when are we going to concede that the downtown isn't built for cars and that maybe we should treat it like Manhattan? And that led to a very animated discussion where he said, exactly. Um, so I thought that was kind of not earth shattering, but I thought it was very interesting that the mayor of Toronto would admit that there's only so much we can do to make the downtown available to cars. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, to be fair, John, I uh, was really honored to co-chair uh, John's re-election campaign in the in the fall. And so obviously I have a bias because I, I went out of my way to support him and to make sure he got re-elected by doing my small part. We are, I think, a, a city on the cusp of a lot of change. A lot of it, most of it, is related to growth, and that's a good thing. But we, those of us who have lived here for a long time, and I think I'm coming up on 30 years, have to acknowledge that it is a city in change. And we have to have some of these conversations, whether it's around housing, which we're starting to do, whether it's around transit, which we're starting to do whether it's around traffic and and how we move people, not just by transit, but my goodness, if you've taken an Uber lately, it's not easy to do. If you've taken a cab lately, it's not easy to do. We need to make way for some of those alternates that, yes, are cars on the road, but they're public transit modes, uh, transportation modes. All of those things we have to start talking about, and I'm very hopeful that in his last term, that is what John Tory will do. One more uh, item from our conversation, because it was pretty wide-ranging. I, I don't think we've had as animated a conversation as we did yesterday uh, ever before. Uh, but here's John Tory when I brought to bear this notion that there's just something kind of wrong in Toronto right now, that there's an angst in the air. Something that hasn't been discussed in terms of why people have this eerie feeling, because there's an extraordinary crisis taking place on our streets and in our homes and in our schools with mental health. It just is. This is not just me saying this. The professionals have said the aftermath of the pandemic made an already acute situation before the pandemic worse. And I think that is helping to lead to a lot of this kind of tension because people are anxious either because they're experiencing it or because they're made anxious by the presence of more people who are acting out and struggling with, with a terrible. And so to me, the question isn't, you know, what's the mayor doing about this? That's a legitimate question. And I will have lots of answers for that in January when we present the budget because it's the ultimate expression of how we're allocating resources to address some of these things, but it's also what are we doing collectively as a society and as three governments about mental health? Okay, so Deb, is that sloughing off the responsibility for things that aren't working in Toronto onto the province because health is a provincial jurisdiction, or is he right? He's 100% right. And, uh, you know, the federal government uh, loves to step up and stick their nose into jurisdictional issues that aren't theirs. If you want to do it, then do it on this issue, I say, because it does impact uh, our homeless population. No doubt about it. Yes, we have people on our streets who are there because of financial circumstance. But there are a ton of people on our streets because of mental health and addiction. And we have to do something about it. We have to be, quite frankly, John, hard asses on this thing. And, and at a certain point, 
we have to change how we deal with folks who are may not be a harm to society, but are definitely a harm to themselves and collectively are a harm to society. And I think that is without a doubt the root of our issues on our subways, on our streets, 110%. Okay, while we're speaking about leaders, and year-end is kind of a time where we assess things. Uh, Martin Red Cohn writing in The Star today, uh, the headline tells you everything. Here's what I got wrong about Doug Ford. And in his column, he writes about how he kind of wrote Ford off at the beginning. And Ford has reinvented himself as a legitimate and actually sometimes admirable leader. What do you say? I say we have an increasing bias in our media in this country. So good for Martin for doing this. But I mean, his original columns came from what I believe to be a bias against conservatives, particularly populist conservatives. You know, Doug Ford, just remind everyone, is a successful businessman, not here, just here in Canada, but south of the border. And yes, it was a family business, but he took it to levels that they hadn't seen before. He is a father of four amazing women. And we all know about his, uh, his, you know, his love for his family, his mom, his dad, his brother, Rob. I mean, every time he speaks about him, he, he breaks down in tears. This is a guy who I think was incredibly misjudged and misrepresented in a broad swath of our media. So great for Martin for finally saying this, but I think when someone comes in and wins a majority government and then increases uh, by 20 seats when he was written off by so many, it's more than a mea culpa here. It's, I think, a bias that exists that is fundamentally wrong. See, I would push back against that because I let it not be forgotten that Doug Ford's first year or 18 months was a cacophony of score settling, improvisation, policies announced, policies withdrawn. Then he reinvented himself and, and changed. So I think Martin Reg Cohen's assessment is, is much like mine. In the opening months, it wasn't because I don't like conservatives. It's because I didn't like what this government was doing. And I thought that he was being vindictive. I think in his first months, you actually did not see the real Doug Ford. I don't believe he reinvented himself. I think he found his legs and said, let me be me. That's what I think. I think that's very different. I think he he came from a business world where you hire people who give you advice and who are talented and and legitimately can give you that advice. I think in the political world, he did not hire people who had that sort of uh, expertise and ability and judgment to give him advice. And I think he saw what was happening. And so what I think you saw during the pandemic and subsequently is actually Doug Ford, not a reinvented Doug Ford. Okay. And we're out of racetrack. So that's that's the, the, the morning brief. But Merry Christmas, Deb. Always a pleasure to have you. You too, John, and and all the best. We'll talk in 2023. Good stuff. Deb Hutton, former senior advisor to two Ontario premiers.